0: Welcome to Celebrate Poe. This is George Bartley, and this is episode 199. Now, despite the problems that I have sometimes encountered with ChatGPT, and especially with Bing, I wanted to devote a large part of this episode to three AI versions of the Raven, generally agreed to be Poe's most familiar work as you will soon hear the first version of the Raven is actually rather close to the original, except for the substitution of Dove for Raven. Remember, all three versions here today are from ChatGPT. Now, I think it's fascinating how ChatGPT takes the same source material and adds a, a specific slant to each version of the Raven that makes that version unique and well worth your time. Hello Mr. Poe, my name is George Bartley and uh, would you write a parody of the raven called The Dove using the beautiful flowing language and style of the 19th century? Certainly Mr. Bartley. Once upon a midnight dreary while I pondered, weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore while I nodded, nearly napping "'Suddenly there came a tapping as if someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this and nothing more. "'Ah, distinctly, I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember riled upon the floor.' From my books, cease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore, nameless here for evermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating. "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, "'some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. "'This it is, and nothing more. "'Presently my soul grew stronger, "'hesitating then no longer. "'Sir,' said I, or madam, "'truly your forgiveness I implore, "'and so faintly you came tapping, "'tapping at my chamber door "'that I scarce was sure I heard you. "'Here I opened wide the door.' Darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the darkness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenora. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word Lenore. Merely this and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely there is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what the matter is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. "'Tis the wind, and nothing more. "'Open here I flung the shutter, "'when with many a flirt and flutter, "'in there stepped a stately dove "'of the saintly days of yore. "'Not the least obeisance made he, "'not a minute stopped or stayed he, "'but with mean of lord or lady "'perched above my chamber door, "'perched upon a bust of palace "'just above my chamber door, "'perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore, Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven. Ghastly grim and ancient dove, wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore. Quoth the dove, nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. For we cannot help agreeing that no sublunary being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculpted bust of, of his chamber door, with such name as Nevermore. But the dove, sitting lonely on that placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. But the dove still beguiling all my sad soul into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking fancy under fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim ungainly ghastly gaunt and ominous bird of yore, meant in croaking nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he has sent thee, respite, respite, and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quoth, oh, quaff this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the dove, nevermore be that were a sign of parting, bird or fiend I shrieked upstarting, Give thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore, Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken, Leave my loneliness unbroken, Quit the bust above my door, Take thy beak from out my heart, And take thy form from off my door. Quoth the dove, Nevermore. And the dove never flitting Still is sitting, still is sitting On the pallid bust of palace Just above my chamber door And his eyes have all the seeming Of a demon's that is dreaming And the lamplight o'er him streaming Throws his shadow on the floor And my soul from out that shadow That lies floating on the floor Shall be lifted Nevermore Well, well, thank you, Mr. Poe Uh, That might be a good introduction to The Raven, but I trust that most of the listeners to this podcast are well familiar with The Raven. As you said in an earlier podcast, The Raven is the stairway to heaven of poetry. Yes, Mr. Bartley, uh, referring to the poem's fame and ubiquitous nature. Uh, Yes, Mr. Poe, that, that version was an interesting first attempt Uh, for this podcast, uh, using AI, but could you make the poem happier? The dove as a sincere and true symbol of hope, and maybe instead of nevermore, use forevermore? Certainly, Mr. Bartley, uh, what follows is a happier parody of The Raven, now titled The Dove with a More Optimistic Tone, and the repeated frame forevermore. Once upon a morning, sunny, while I sipped my tea so honeyed, overjoyed with life so sunny, free from worries at my door, while I smiled, heart overflowing, suddenly there came a glowing, as if sunlight gently showing, shining through my chamber door. "'Tis a visitor," I chuckled, bringing warmth forevermore. Ah, my heart swelled more and more, Gone were thoughts of bleak December. All my sorrow I'd remember, now replaced with hope so tender, filling up my life once more. From my cares I found surcease, for in this room I'd found my peace. As a radiant, peaceful dove grazed my chamber, my chamber I adore. Gentle as the light of morning perched above my chamber door, perched forever, nothing more. With a presence so inviting, Its aura was delighting, Such a creature so exciting, I'd not seen it here before. Not a gesture did it make, Not a sound that it did break, But with means so warm and graceful Perched above my chamber door, Perched upon a symbol of hope Just above my chamber door, Perched and stayed forevermore. Then this bird of sunny splendor Made my heart so warm and tender. As it sat, so calm and slender, where the sunbeams gently pour. Tell me, said I, whence you came with your radiant, hopeful flame, you who brought this joyful frame into my chamber's core. Whence you came with all your sunshine into my chamber's core? Quoth the dove, forevermore. In my joy, I marvel truly, and my heart beat ever so newly with this guest so bright and truly, my life's happiness I'd restore for we cannot help but feel that when hope is is what is real, it's the only thing we wish to know or welcome through the door, only hope for ever burning through our life's wide open door with its light for evermore. But the dove still so beguiling with its grace and endless smiling Spoke these words so reconciling as I pondered evermore. Though your past was filled with sorrow, brighter days are await tomorrow. With the hope you'll find and follow to the shores of life's grand shore. With your dreams with love and laughter to the endless shining shore. Quoth the dove forevermore. Then I knew my heart was lightened, and my spirit had been brightened by this dove so gently lightened, filling me with dreams galore. So I sat there, grateful beaming, letting my heart's light keep on gleaming, for the hope that was redeeming my lost joy forevermore, for this radiant symbol of hope filling me forevermore, filled my soul forevermore. And the dove with grace so sweet still sat perched and took a seat where the sunbeams and the heat made their way through my chamber door. Nevermore was gloom invited, for my heart was so delighted with the hope that was ignited, filling up my life's grand score. With the love and endless hope, filling up my life's grand score. Forevermore, forevermore. Great, Mister Poe. I am I am rereading an, an excellent book called Evermore. I try to read it every year. Uh, Evermore was written by one of your distant ancestors, the distinguished scholar Doctor Harry Lee Poe. In Evermore, Doctor Poe emphasizes the nature of the divine and importance of justice in your life and work. What about a religious version of the Raven, with Evermore? Instead of nevermore, Uh, I know there might be deep philosophical aspects considered, uh, well, considering the fact that while you're basically a machine and don't relate to religion in the way that a human being can, I'm sure that you are aware of religious concepts. Uh, and I don't mean to be offensive, but while you uh, might not be able to relate to a supreme being on a personal level, you certainly are aware of how a relationship with a higher power can be a central part of being human. Oh, that, that is a most, most interesting concept, Mr. Bartley. Uh, therefore, what follows is a religious parody, so to speak, of the raven. Now titled, The Dove, with a theme of faith and the use of evermore. Once upon a sacred evening, while I knelt in prayer, believing over holy books, I was weaving thoughts of faith forevermore. While I whispered, humbly pleading, suddenly there came a leading as if God himself was heeding, guiding me to something more. "'Tis a message I surrendered from the heavens of Amoa. Ah, I felt my spirit soar. Gone were doubts and disbelief, replaced with solace, sweet relief. Faith, a balm beyond belief, filled my heart to its very core. From my prayers I found release, for in this moment there is a peace. As a radiant holy dove graced my chamber, I adore." gentle as a sacred blessing perched above my chamber door perched for ever, i implore with a presence so inviting its aura was so enlightening such a creature so delighting i had not seen it here before not a word did it convey but its grace did light my way and with mien so warm and faithful perched above my chamber door, perched upon a symbol of faith just above my chamber door, perched and stayed for evermore. Then this bird of holy splendor made my faith grow warm and tender as it sat so calm and slender where the divine light does pour. Tell me, said I, from above with your radiant sacred love, you who brought this grace from heaven to my chamber's sacred floor, Tell me of your heavenly mission in my chamber's sacred floor. quoth the dove, Evermore. In my soul I, I marveled truly, and my faith was ever so unruly. With this guest so warm and holy, my heart's devotion did restore. For we cannot help but see that when faith's what sets us free, it's the only thing we wish to hold and cherish evermore. Only faith forever shining through our lives forevermore, with its light forevermore. But the dove still so beguiling, with its grace and face so smiling, spoke these words so reconciling as I pondered evermore. Though your path was filled with sorrow, trust in Him, for each tomorrow will bring peace and light to follow as you worship and implore, with your faith and love, and prayer to the everlasting shore. Quote the dove, Evermore. Then I knew my heart was lightened, and my spirit had been brightened by this dove so gently enlightened, guiding me to the heavenly shore. So I knelt there, grateful, beaming, letting my heart's faith keep on gleaming, for the hope and faith redeeming my soul's joy forevermore for this radiant symbol of faith filling me forevermore, filled my soul evermore. And the dove, with grace so sweet, still sat perched and took a seat, where the divine light and love made their way through my chamber door. Nevermore was doubt invited, for my heart was so united. With the faith that was ignited, filling up my life's grand score. With love, with faith, forever shining, filling up my life's grand score. Evermore, evermore. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Poe. Yes, and farewell, Mr. Bartley. Uh, Join us for the following podcast episode Sequel to The Telltale Heart, for what I believe is one of the most effective and memorable-ish episodes of Celebrate Poe. You could say that Sequel to The Telltale Heart, uh, the the podcast episode, is a milestone of sorts because it's the 200th episode of Celebrate Poe. I never thought this podcast would make it to 200, and it features my favorite Poe story, The Tell-Tale Heart, in its original form, is published in 1843. Poe's original version in the podcast is followed by an AI-generated sequel version that has some unexpected and completely logical plot twists that delve into the tone and story of Poe's 1843 version. I think the AI sequel version is one of the most creative uses of AI that I've ever experienced. Sources include The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe and three paraphrases of the poem using chat GPT 4.0. Thank you for listening to Celebrate Poe.